In this podcast, I'm going to tell you the next five tips on marriage from people who've been married happily for 25 years or more. That mind matters, helping men safely navigate family life without losing their minds. Two podcasts every week on a Monday and a Thursday. My name is James and thank you so much for checking out my podcast. This is the second podcast in the series on marriage advice from couples who've been together for more than 25 years. Tip number six, you're not always going to be on the same page. There's times when you're going to be in a different headspace and that's okay. I think you have to accept that if you're married to anyone for any length of time, you're going to be the different person. The person you marry in your 30s is not going to be the person you're married to in your 40s or 50s. And I think just accept that. It's important to be versatile and evolve and to be flexible and just accept that there are going to be times when your wife's focused on things that you're not focusing and that's okay. If you can keep communicating about it and discussing things and always feel that, okay, even if you might have differences of opinion at the moment, if that long term you still want the same things from your lives for each other and for your marriage and for your children, it's okay that if sometimes it deviates slightly. Marriage is a lot of work. I always think it's all very similar to surfing. Surfing is 95% paddling, 95% getting cold water flushed down the back of your neck, 95% getting wiped out, and 5% surfing waves, feeling awesome, feeling elated. Marriage is a bit like that. There's a lot of grey area. There's a lot of putting out the bins. There's a lot of doing the school run. There's a lot of going to get petrol because your wife forgot to put petrol in. There's a lot of having to go and get milk because you forgot to do it, even though she asked you three times on the way home. If you can be prepared to always do the work and work hard so that you're not the weak link, then I think you're going to have a good marriage because there's nothing that will inspire another person more than someone who's working hard. When my wife comes home with bits for the kids or things for the house, it only makes me want to work harder for her and for our children and for what ultimately we're creating, which is something bigger than just us as individuals. There is a lot of very unglamorous work. There is a lot of messy work. But when you take a step back and can see the wood from the trees and think, look what we're building. And every year, look back and see where you are this time last year. And if your kids are still talking to you and they're still in school, if you're all together for Christmas and everyone's got their health, then you're really lucky. Luckier than a lot of people. Tip number seven, always keep each other guessing. It's very difficult with the stresses of bills and work and family, but if you can try and treat your partner how you did when you were dating and make the extra effort, buy the flowers, pay for the meals, leave the notes, do the romantic stuff, then your marriage is going to be a lot more fulfilling and a lot happier. I imagine most marriages die from neglect than big arguments. Like anything, I think if you just neglect to work at it and neglect to look after your partner and make him or her feel special or appreciated or loved, then that's when people look elsewhere or that's when people just think, does this person in my life make my life harder or easier? Sadly, if you're not making their life easier, if you're not making them happier, if you're not giving them a reason to make the effort to work hard for something bigger than just themselves, then they're going to leave. Tip number eight, always respect when your partner needs some space. There are going to be times in your life when actually you just want to be on your own. Maybe you're going through difficult times or just the stress of family life's too much. Obviously, this is give and take. There's things you have to do. There's things as a parent that you, you are obligated to do. You can't just load all the work and financial stress onto the other person. But I think it's okay that sometimes if my wife's, I just want to go out with the girls and have a night out. I know that you're tired as well and you haven't had much time, but I'm just really struggling with stress at work. 
give people that time, they're only going to come back more appreciative that you've listened to them and you've heard them. My wife's brilliant. When she goes out and has some time on her own, she will then say, look, I've had some time. You need to go and have some time. I'll look after kids. You go and do whatever you want to do. I think it's really important. You're more likely to miss someone if they're not always next to you, if they're always six feet away. You need sometimes to go away to miss each other. That's really important. Sometimes you need to go up and, and stay with your mum on your own or go and stay with friends or go off for the weekend and do something different. And just that space and that time will give you a perspective that actually you, re you really appreciate what you've got. And then when you return, then you're pretty much nicer to each other. Tip number nine on marriage from people who've been married for 25 years or more, take the time to learn someone's love language. I heard the term love language a couple of weeks ago and I had no idea what it meant. Basically, it means learn the things that your partner really loves you doing for them what's important and often it's really not glamorous stuff often it's things like making sure that you push the hoover around making sure that you know you put the kids to bed when they're tired making sure that you rub her feet or give her a massage when she's tired and just remember that you know as human beings we don't come with a manual sometimes you need to tell someone it's really important to me that you do this it's really important that you appreciate what i'm doing as a man i need to feel appreciated to feel happy in a marriage and in a family that may make me sound very childish, but it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much to just have someone say, thanks for doing that, or appreciated that. This is something I've seen on dad posts, on social media. Men need to feel appreciated. Women need to feel appreciated as well. But the, the one consisting narrative that comes through from lots of men and dads who I've spoken to is that if, if you feel loved and appreciated, you'll work forever. You'll work tirelessly forever for your wife and your family if you generally feel that she appreciates the work you're doing. If you don't feel appreciated and you think that no one really cares what you're doing, no one's got a finite amount of drive in order to pick themselves up when it's raining outside and want to go out for work. And the sad thing I imagine a lot of relationships fall apart because the partner feels completely neglected and that they're not appreciated and no one cares what they're doing. There's a strong chance that your love language will not be the same as your partner's love language. For me, I don't really care about the fact that the dishwasher isn't unloaded before I go to bed, but my wife does, so I do it because I know that she it makes her happier and it's just simple. It takes five minutes and it's not going to be something you understand that is important, but there's certain things that she likes being done around the house. Just do them. It's just easier to get things done. But there needs to be give and take. And if you're in a marriage where you feel like you're doing everything for her, then I think it's okay to say that. Maybe not as confrontationally face-to-face, -face, but maybe write a letter or an email or a text and say, look, I love you, but sometimes I feel in a marriage that I'm not appreciated. I'm not getting at you. I'm doing this because I love you and I love what we've got and I'm excited about the future and I want us to survive. I want us to be a better partnership, partner team for each other and for our children. But sometimes I feel this. And do you think there's any way you could do this? Because if you did this, I just think it might fall into place. I might feel much happier. And a happier person is more likely to work hard and be a nicer person to be around. Tip number 10, be patient with your spouse and yourself. If you can always do your best to try and be as patient as possible with your spouse and yourself, that's going to keep your marriage in really good stead. If you always give someone the benefit of the doubt that they are probably doing their best, even if to you their best doesn't look very good, you always treat someone with kindness and patience, then you're probably going to go a very long way. Marriage, like anything in life, doesn't come with a manual. Everyone's doing their best. Some days you're going to be on great form. Some days your partner's not going to be on great form. Some days it's going to swap round. 
Sometimes there are going to be things going on in your partner's job and life and health that you know nothing about. You've just got to be patient and kind. In the same way that you're patient with your children where they're trying to do something, try and treat your partner with the same amount of patience and compassion. And also yourself. When you get things wrong, don't be too hard on yourself. It's always important not to make things better than they are, but it's also good not to make things worse than they are. You kind of need to be your own support network. And if you're treating yourself with respect and being patient with yourself, that will show not just your partner, but the rest of the world. That's how you want to be treated with patience and respect and compassion. If you can try and always remember that both of you are still learning the process of marriage, that it's not something you learn in, in a week, in a year, Becoming married, it's like becoming a parent. You have to learn how to do it and learn how to get better and hopefully learn from the mistakes. I think if you can go through life and learn from the mistakes and try not to make those same mistakes again, then that's the best thing you can do. There's also a strong chance that if you're really patient with your partner, then they'll be really patient with you. If you try and view your marriage as a wonderful adventure that you're both on, a wonderful experience that you're both experiencing together, as opposed to some terrifying assault course, you're going to have a great marriage. When you're closing the door for the numero due, that's amore. When you go and get milk when she's past the shops twice, you're in love. So just to clarify the five tips mentioned in this podcast, tip number six, you're not always going to be on the same page as your partner. There's going to be times when you disagree about things, but as long as you can always take one step back and look at where you are, in your relationship and in your marriage and you both agree and you're both still on the same page with what you want for your lives and the lives of your family members and you're still in agreement on all the big things, then it's all good. Tip number seven, always keep each other guessing. If you can treat your partner like you did when you were dating, if you can make the effort to try and make them laugh, to try and do all the romantic stuff, to try and remember all the anniversaries, and everything and try and keep life playful and your marriage fun and playful it's going to turn out well tip number eight always respect when your partner needs some space there are going to be times when people need their own space because they're worried about things or they're stressed and that's okay and don't take it personally if your partner says they just want some time on their own that doesn't necessarily mean time away from you maybe they just want some time either on their own or with their friends or doing something else just to clear their mind and get some perspective the saying familiarity breeds contempt is very true if you're always in each other's pockets then you start to resent each other if you spend a bit of time apart every now and again, you're more likely to much appreciate each other and realise what you've got. Tip number nine, take the time to learn your partner's love language. And by that I mean, take the time to learn the things that are important to them. They may not be important to you, but make sure you know what really makes your partner happy and make sure you do it. Make sure that's a priority to you. If you do those things for your partner, there's a very strong chance that they will make the effort to do the things for you. And tip number 10, Always have lots of patience with your partner and yourself. You're doing your best. No one instantly knows how to be married. It takes time. It takes lots of mistakes. Marriage is like parenting. It's something you've got to work at. It's something you've got to learn from. If you can do your best to try and learn from your mistakes and not make the same mistakes again, then that's as good as you can do. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast on marriage advice. I really appreciate your support. I'm trying to create a community with this podcast to support men especially dads and especially dads who may be struggling with their mental health. If you got something from this podcast or you like what I'm trying to do, please give me a follow or subscribe to the channel. I hope wherever you are in the world, you're okay. Take care.
at Mind Matters, helping men safely navigate family life without losing their minds. Two podcasts every week on a Monday and a Thursday. I've just finished writing a book that I hope is going to help first-time dads to support their partners and themselves through pregnancy. If you'd like a completely free digital copy of this book, just click the link in the description of this episode so I can send it to you. All I would ask for in exchange would be your honest review of the book, even if you only manage to read a few pages, when it's available on Amazon in a few weeks' time. My book, First Time Dad, A 42-Week Guide to Pregnancy, is available in Kindle and paperback form on Amazon and an audiobook form on Audible. To sign up for my monthly newsletter, please visit my website, www.dadmindmatters.com.